0: I use the saw to split the pelvis and I use the gut hook to open up the cavity and the blade to start cutting all the stuff out, right? So, uh, it makes cleaning a deer very simple, very easy. And the, the knife is sharp. And, uh, if you've ever had to gut a deer with a dull knife, we all know how much that sucks. So, um, Take a look at the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit and uh, head on over to OutdoorEdge.com and enter the discount code NATION30. That's NATION30 for 30% savings on your purchase.
1: Maximizer Mineral is top grade, top shelf, top notch. Read your seed tags. Even though it's not a seed, you can read the tag. Read the back of the bag. Check it out. Compare the differences. It's not all about salt content. Uh, if you go to the doctor... And I, I, I'm sure that I'm everybody on here has been told, hey, you don't need to be eating any more salt. It's not doing anything for you. Well, it's the same way with the mineral, man. Actually, you want real minerals, not just one. Too it's, much salt,
2: bad, bad thing.
1: So, man, that was super simple right there. I love it. Sure was. Just like the product. It's simple, but it's effective. Throw out some Maximizer mineral. Head out to www.realworldwildlifeproducts.com and identify a dealer near you. If you want to feed something out, your deer herd that actually makes a difference. Check it out.
2: That's what I call pro talk. When you really don't know the answer, you just make it
1: up. My rut is that I am in a rut. Get the pilot of Red Arrow going. This is
2: really a way to skip class. I want to say, hey, those boys right there are
1: <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said on this podcast. Alex Rutledge here with American Roots Outdoors TV. Hey, this is Lee and Tiffany Lukoski from the Crest TV. Hi, I'm Don Higgins. This
0: is Jeff Lindsay. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Dury with Gurry Outdoors. Hey, this is Craig Fitz with Crane Assassins TV. You're listening to Dave and Skippy on Pro Talk
2: Outdoors. The craziest two of us.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Pro Talk Outdoors. Bringing another one to you from the studio. Uh, obviously, it's getting around that time here. It's late February now. Uh, things are just cold still. It's the nastiest month of the year in southern Indiana. There's a lot of good things around the corner. We had a bass fishing episode just a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, We're trying to get, get on the water as much as we possibly can. I'm building a house. You've got some stuff going on, but... You know, they always say that things don't smell as bad when it's cold outside. And I think you would oh, well. maybe beg to differ that sometimes scent can can power through 10-degree weather without question. Uh, uh, can you share with the listeners <laughs> your experience with, with scent? And, and this, is, uh, this is not even really hunting-related.
2: Well, it's turned into a hunting-related story, I can tell you that. Uh, wow, yeah, so I you're... You're referring to my uh, skunk episode recently, I guess.
1: I, I am. I am. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was... Uh, That's it a was sad a,
1: state of affairs.
2: It, it was a bad deal. Tomato uh, juice.
1: I mean, I should have bought stock and tomato juice the day before. To hell with I, GameStop or AMC. I should have. I'll tell
2: you right now, tomato juice is overrated. I mean, it, it's it's useful, but it's overrated. Um, yeah, so to set the scene here, just, uh, you know, this was, a, this was on a Friday night. Um, sitting at the house... Let the dogs out, and uh, they always—they're they're good pups. You know, they don't go very far. They come right back to the front door. Got a glass front door. I can see where they're there, and I can let them in. <clears throat> and as I'm sitting in my recliner, I catch a whiff of a skunk, and I'm like, "Oh no, there's a skunk!" So I go to open up the door, and as soon as I open up the door, Molly is there, and so is a skunk, and it had sprayed Molly right. Did, did you have eyes face. on the skunk? Yeah, oh yeah.
1: I mean, so Pepe Le Pew was like right there.
2: Pepe Le Pew was five feet away. Did he that,
1: try to run in the house?
2: No, no. No, he was standing there and Molly ran in the house. But I'm going to tell you, there is a skunk smell. You know the smell you, 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 you can uh, take in when you're driving down the road and you just smell it? And then there's a skunk smell when you're in the danger zone. And I mean right there in the danger zone. It is a a whole other level. It's piercing. I mean, it goes right through your soul. (laughs) It is so powerful, and we were there. I mean, and poor Molly, she comes in, sprayed her right in the eyes and in the snout, and she comes in bulldozing through the house. I mean, I'm talking everything, slobber, snot going everywhere, and
1: immediately. (laughs) You've looked the same on Friday nights, though. I've seen
2: Uh, (laughs) it. It's fair. That's fair. Immediately. I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is tomato juice, right? we sure. got to use tomato juice. It's the only thing I ever heard of. I run to the cupboard. Of course, we've made chili recently, had no tomato juice. I look at my phone. It's ten fifty six. The Walmart closes at 11 nowadays.
1: And you only live five minutes from there.
2: Five minutes, yeah. Five minutes. I mean, I'm in town, depending on traffic. So I was like... Oh shit! I'm going to the truck, so I jump in the z seventy one I'm fired up, and Savannah did a horrible job parking. She was right behind me. I mean she's she, gonna to listen to this. I don't care. She was parked right behind me and had me blocked. There was one way only out to the road. I drove right across my neighbor's- drive or yard front yard to the south, huh yeah the neighbor to the south, yeah, went right. Right across their yard, man, I mean, I cut a streak right through there. Grass won't grow, which is good because they don't mow it anyway. It (laughs) went right through there, and I was going 85 through town. So uh, I get to Walmart, and it was 11 o'clock on my phone. The doors were locked. They were shut. I mean, they were were not opening up. You know, the automation was not there. I pried them doors open with my bare hands and alarm sounds. It was like, you know. So I just walk on in, and Walmart security comes up to me. Sir, sir, we are closed. And I think at that point, you know, I said, I have an emergency. And I think at that point, they probably smelled me. They
1: they got the waft. The
2: odor hit them. And they had the stunned look in their eye, and they said, get whatever you need. So.
1: Oh, just get out. Yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) baking soda, peroxide, those two things mixed up. We did a, a tomato bath after that, but yeah i mean that was a few days ago now that's a
1: rough deal well i have to say you I, I i catch no whiff of it
2: well that's good that means we've done a good job with uh with bathing it off of me and uh, i've
1: I've got a golden retriever and i've got a a basset hound mix and the the basset hound mix has an incredible nose uh she would have caught it for sure and she definitely didn't i don't think she did At least she didn't act like she did so well, that's
2: good we're, we're good we're in the clear then so so now it's turned into a hunting story more of a trapping story i'm you're trapping skunks. I'm trapping skunks, so... So,
1: but okay, so let me... I hate to spend too much time on this, but it's really... It's riveting stuff. What What do you plan on doing once you capture said skunk, and how do you prevent uh, another spraying upon capture? I mean, that just seems like you're asking for trouble.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, so I've thought this through. Um, I have thought this through, uh, and, and to be honest with you, it's probably going to be a, a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants thing when it happens. It always is with you. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is when I capture the skunk, which I've got the cell cam on the trap. So I, I watched the skunk. That was
1: cool stuff a second
2: ago. I watched the, the skunk go in and out. Now what happened is there's a small little opening where my crawl space is, and Mr. Skunk is going under the house. So I can't seal it off with him in there. So I've got the camera on it trying to see when he goes out so I can react seal up the crawl space really good and then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt him down and kill him I got a trap set up right now so when the skunk gets in the trap I'm gonna take this blanket you know I'm just gonna kind of walk behind the blanket up to the trap and put the blanket down over the trap and then I'm gonna pick the trap up and I'm gonna haul it out in the country and then when I get out in the country I'm gonna flip the trap upside down so it releases and when the skunk walks out I'm going to shoot him
1: okay so I see I see some some areas for critique here <laughs> <laughs> if you were the skunk and someone came towards you with a blanket hiding behind the blanket you know you know that that blanket isn't moving on its own it's not a freaking magic carpet uh you know we're not in the Aladdin movie here you're probably going to have some sort of reaction like, hey, what the F is that? Hey, mother effer, what are you doing? Or, hey, I think I'll spray because (laughs) I'm a little nervous. You might even TT in your pants a little bit. You know, there's people get abducted. You know, there's a reaction to that. What keeps the skunk from spraying upon impact there? I guess maybe the blanket will... Corral some of the scent. JP, I can't
2: can't determine what the skunk's play is going to be. I can only tell you what my play is going to be. Okay. And I can tell you what my reaction will be if the skunk decides to spray. I'm going to run like hell. I'm going to turn around and run. And then I'm going to get the gun and I'm going to shoot it where it's at. Right in town. I don't care. (laughs) I'm trying to give the skunk the courtesy of giving him a ride out to the country to have a better resting spot. Well, why are you even shooting him if you're going to drive him out to the country? He's not going to come back. You don't have you a good have answer. You have no idea. Oh, what, so it's revenge. What, it's 100% revenge. You can't confirm it's the same skunk. You have no idea. Oh, I can. I, I'm going to need you. I saw that. I looked him dead in the eyes. Let me guess. He was mainly black and had a couple white stripes. Don't make this a race thing. I'm just saying, <laughs> if yeah. all goes to
1: plan and you get the smelly bastard in the in the thing, and you get him in the back of the truck with the blanket, and you somehow don't ruin a blanket or get yourself smoked out again, why are you shooting him if you're taking him to the country? It's
2: just, I mean, it's just revenge. It is revenge. You're better than that. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Hey, I may I may change my tune a little bit whenever. I get to that point
1: now. Don't take him out to the country where I'm building my house,
2: because I'm gonna have a problem. then. I can't I take him more. out there to Mayhan Road. I don't need more skunks. What? Right, well, so you don't want him out there? No, but you don't want me to kill him anywhere else. I
1: mean, I would. I would think some sort of uninhabited forestry would be a wonderful place for Mister Skunk to move on and about his skunk life.
2: Yeah. Well, let me. You know, I hope and pray you never ever get sprayed like I did. But I'll guarantee you one thing: if you do. You'll want to shoot every one of those bastards you ever come across.
1: Well, I'll say this. I mean, in a court of law, this is premeditated. This isn't a crime of passion where you you come in and you find a scene. It very well may be,
2: but I will tell you that I talked to an animal animal control officer, (laughs) and he said there are no laws against shooting skunks. In town there are. We were standing in town when he told me this.
1: (laughs) I don't think he assumed you were going to shoot him in your driveway. Probably
2: not. Probably not.
1: (laughs) oh goodness well we've we've spent ten minutes talking about a skunk story and I, I sure hope that was a lot of fun for everybody but uh in interest of maximizing this episode, I think it may be a, a good time to transition <laughs> and and perfectly oh, yeah uh, segue into mineral and and getting mineral out for your deer herd uh, it's that time of year it 's late february and and shame on me for just a completely uh Wonderful segue saying maximize. Obviously, you and I use maximizer mineral from real-world wildlife products, and, and that's what we choose based on a nutritional standpoint. And, and this entire episode isn't going to be a, uh, a commercial per se. Uh, We absolutely think and believe that that is the best product you could possibly put out on the ground for your deer herd and, and would probably pick that hill to die on. But we're going to spend most of the rest of this episode talking about just the fundamentals of doing so and how you can kind of get more bang for your buck on what you're doing and when you do it. Uh, And I guess what I'm alluding to right now is, is shed hunting season. It's, it's here. They say the best shed hunting time happens around Uh, really the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. And Lord willing, we're going to have one of those this year. Um, Late February kind of is the front end of that. Obviously, the NCAA tournament, you're looking mid-March. But I think you're going to have success if you go out right now. And if you have enough acreage, you're probably going to stumble on, if not sheds, at least some good deer sign. And you're going to learn things. The south-facing slopes, check all those potential kind of bedding areas. If you saw some activity during deer season that, man, I sure wish I knew what was going on over there. This is your time to do that. But when you dive into those areas, if you only plan on going once or twice all year or maybe three times, four times, take that bag of mineral with you and get your mineral site started. That way you only have to go those many times. Don't make a second trip back to put the mineral out because you're just doubling your presence.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it, it's time to get the mineral in the ground. I mean, look, and there, there's ways to look at that. A lot of guys are just wanting to put mineral out. Uh because they have we need to look at this in, from a broad perspective here. So like a lot of guys they think that they can put mineral out and immediately see an impact in their deer herd.
1: don't um,
2: That that's just not the case. I mean,
1: it's not Mario. You don't you don't eat the giant mushroom yeah, and it, grow.
2: exactly. And I know that there's a lot of mineral companies out there that say, "Hey, guaranteed 20% growth over a year." In one year, it's it's not going to happen. Um it it's it's just not the case it, it takes a long term sustainable um uh, mineral program Years, truthfully. Yeah, to to see that that benefit but what it does do is it gives them short term it gives them a boost it sure does it helps out with those those does that are lactating for fawns and it does it does help bucks out you know try to rebuild a little bit of their energy but i don't think you're going to see inches increase in their their antler size because of it but uh, you know it's it's really something that you want to do as close to year round as you can. So you, right now is a great time to get it out and get those minerals uh, going and get them re uh, reinvigorated. Uh, start mineral sites if you've got new properties. You don't want to wait till the summertime. No, and and look
1: at it this way. Obviously, people are very selective about what bucks they harvest. What bu- some people what bucks they don't harvest. And and they keep they look at a rack and they think genetics genetics genetics. Well, let me tell you who has a bigger impact on the health and wellness of your fawns that could potentially be your future booners, future 130s, 140s, 150s. The doe has way more impact on that. Not only have they proven it genetically, but let's disregard that. If you don't believe that, you don't believe it. Fine. Go read some articles. I can tell you it's probably true based on what I've read. But they're carrying the fawn. You need them 100% as healthy as they can possibly be from the moment... That it's conceived to the moment that they give birth, honestly, to six months after they give birth, nine months after they give birth, and they're not milking anymore. That's why you do this because, let's say a, a, a doe gives birth to two fawns, pretty good chance one out of two is is a buck fawn. Guess what? If you want him to live a long, happy, healthy life with the maximum potential, you need his mother to be as healthy as she can possibly be for the time she carries him to the time he stops milking.
2: Yeah, if she's got deficiencies anywhere, whether He'll never catch up. Yeah, he's behind. He's immediately behind, and he can start right away, and he's just not going to catch up because there's going to be others that are ahead of him because their mothers may not have been behind. So you definitely, you know, it it does start with the does. It, It absolutely does um, and, and programming, you know, that's, there's a lot of studies out there on fetal programming. I know you alluded to that, but so, so that's very important. But one of the things that, that I know that I I get, I get questions from time to time about, I know JP, you get questions, people asking you about this and, um, you just see them on almost every Facebook, uh, forum out there right now. People asking, what kind of mineral should I use? You know, I want I want to use something that that gets the best pictures, or I, and, and the question really needs to be directed to them. Are are you really wanting something to help your your entire deer herd, or are you just wanting something to get pictures of, of deer in front of your camera? Those are two different things. Totally different things. You know, look if your goal is just to get pictures, and go buy some daggone uh, rock salt, or you know, because that's salt all it block. is. Yeah, because. Most of the things out there are 90% salt base and 10% just something to make it smell good. And they're just providing absolutely no benefit or little benefit to your deer herd. Um, and the reason we like to use Maximizer is because it has over 20 different types of macro and micronutrients that is absolutely tailored to in, in the correct ratios to help promote healthy white whitetail deer across the board are
1: you a land manager or are you a picture taker and hopefully a you know a guy that's only concerned about the size of a big buck he may or may not get a shot at you know uh if you're a land manager this it's it's a simple choice and and i again obviously we know what we use and, and we campaign that we think it's the best thing in in the marketplace use something with nutrition even if it's not real world wildlife products Use something with nutrition because you're wasting your time otherwise. And you can start right now in February and do this kind of thing. And you can do it all year until it's no longer legal to put out if your state's that way. And if it is, when you're going to hunt, take some with you because that's the beauty of it. You need to refresh with less up until a certain point every time you go. So if you've got one of those little... Uh, they're not a it's like a one gallon bucket like a mini bucket yeah take that with you you got your backpack on your back you got your bow in one hand take that little mini bucket in the other and if you're going past a mineral area dump that stuff in and go oh on yeah to your that's stand. A,
2: we love kentucky for that reason absolutely I mean, we've you know we've both shot some nice deer over those mineral sites you know or where we've we've been providing that uh nutrition for those deer so you know hey i'm I'm absolutely, I'm looking forward to it again. I love September hunting in Kentucky because we've got those Maximizer mineral sites and we've always got a really good deer coming into those things in daylight. You know, hopefully they're in daylight. Sometimes it's at night and, you know, we can't really kill them that way. But right, uh, sometimes we get them coming in there in daylight and and it provides a good opportunity.
1: Well, and and let's transition out a little bit. Obviously, we, we've kind of touched on the, the mineral side of it. If you're out shed hunting right now or about to go out and shed hunt, we mentioned already south-facing slopes, you know, some thick bedding areas that you otherwise wouldn't spend time in. But I I want to pick something from your season in particular, Dave. You and I acquired an awesome property, just a tremendous opportunity. It's less than a mile from where I'm building my house. Uh, It's got unbelievable amounts of wildlife, fish, deer, turkey, it's got agriculture. It's got wooded area. It's got everything a man could want or need. You and I walked that property uh, right around the 1st of March in 2020. We picked some areas we thought had potential. We picked some we thought were duds. It's amazing to me that... Oh, look at that. We got a phone ringing. In the, the bat, back. The bat phone. Interrupt in the middle of Pro Talk Outdoors. I thought you were a professional.
2: Semi. Semi-professional.
1: Semi-pro. Uh you know when we walked that property last year, what did you notice at that time, you know walking it for the first time that that a didn't come to fruition was completely wrong, and what did you notice that turned out to be completely right and and the reason I bring that up is because i mean you know here we are at the end of February, we did that at the beginning of the March. It's pretty much the same thing. you know explain to us what was right, what was wrong and and how can people maybe use that information on their own property?
2: Well, I tell you, one of the things that I I guess what I would say was more right than or okay, let me just say wrong. Let me start with wrong. Number one is, you know, we had planned or made assumptions that there was going to be a lot of ag planted there in which there was not. The farmer didn't plant any. Um, And that that really kept us guessing the entire way all the way up until really early fall, because we didn't know for sure if he was going to come in with a late planting of beans or something like that. Um, So we really were kind of the plans that we initially thought would be taking place. didn't really come to fruition because of the lack of the ag that was there. Now, however, we made adjustments on our own that, that kind of put the things we thought would be the case back into play. Um, you know, number one is, I think we had less, less cover, a little bit less cover than what we, we originally had thought we were going to have. Um, and, in the areas that we do have that are covered, you know, up there where the tornado went through, um, we never really got up in there and hunted close to that. We stayed out of it. And we really, I I think when we walked that, we thought that that would come into play at some point. Like we would dive into that area at some point. Mm -hmm. So that never came into play. But I think the things that we thought were going to happen, we were spot on with the funnel that we picked out. I mean, you could pick that sucker out from, uh, you know, the 5,000-foot view. You could pick that funnel out and know that that was going to be a player at some point in time. Um, And it was. It absolutely was. I mean, that that area, that that entire small area there, uh, it fit exactly into what we thought was going to happen. And, you know, the way we went in and, and constructed our food plot um, and our our ground, our, I shouldn't say ground blind, our elevated blind that we, we constructed and then the tree stand that we placed there in that location couldn't have worked out any better. I mean, it, it came to fruition exactly how we had planned.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to, to open that up and, and ask you because obviously you had uh... – I mean, for, for me, I would consider the kill of a lifetime. I, I expect more out of you still to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, that was most guys won't ever encounter a deer in the wild as equal to what you shot on that property this year. So I felt like that was worth asking. And, and with that said, I, we've only had one season on that property just now, a calendar year essentially, to try to understand and be land managers of that property. Obviously, we've got the ability to – use some resources and make that place as good as you and I can possibly make it. But even with the resources that you and I have that some folks may not have, I consider us still everyday guys, uh, and anybody listening to this can acquire as much as what we are, are blessed to have access to, we can still do better. And we still have to make good decisions from here on out Oh, because we haven't just made our bed and been done with it with one year. And that's what I mean to say to tie back in with the maximizer and everything else. Land management is not a one-time action or a one-year project. It compounds. It's like an investment portfolio. I know that's been big headline already in 2021. It is that you're managing a stock profile right there. Your bucks, your wildlife, that's your stock that's your your GameStop, your AMC, your Tesla, your whatever you want to call it. Uh only you have more control over it than what you do in the stock market. So it only makes sense you're
2: going to get out what you put in. It's just like anything else in this world. And now's the time. Put it in. Put it in. Absolutely. Right now is absolutely the time to uh to be getting out there walking around finding out what you missed out on you know because we miss things that there. there are absolutely things that we missed and there's things that right now we're sitting here talking about this we don't even know what we missed but i guarantee you there's some things that are pretty special that we missed out on because we didn't we didn't we didn't spend the time there and i, you I tell you
1: i'm so thrilled to go walk that particular property probably more excited to go walk it than i am any property i've ever walked in my entire life and that includes kentucky because i i feel like there's so many hunches that we had clues about all throughout the season that, well, I tagged out before you did in Indiana, and then you shot it. So, truthfully, our our, our pool of data was fairly small. Absolutely was. And and what hunches we have, I think we're going to be able to confirm, one way or the other, some of those hunches when we go back in. But our approach this year was so concentrated and so much better thought out than it was in Kentucky when we first acquired that property that I think we're set up to learn so much more as a result. It's almost like the law of diminishing returns. So we got sloppy in Kentucky. There's no other way absolutely, to say that. Absolutely, yeah. We got absolutely sloppy, and we'll never catch up on that time lost. It's like uh, when you're, let's say, 21, and you start your, your first full-time real you know, adult job. Get your 401k set up right away because if you wait till you're 25 or 26 years old, yeah, you're still young. Yeah, you're going to have a nice retirement by the time you you get to your 60s. But those four years that you missed out, you can't get those back. And it is a law of diminishing returns. And if you do the math problem, you'll be sick by the time you're 60 about that four years that you didn't invest in that 401k.
2: Absolutely.
1: And we're going to be sick about Kentucky if we ever realize what we've missed over there because we got sloppy. But the beauty of it is we've been given a second chance with a property that's equal or greater to in Indiana, closer to home, and we know more. We know some of the things we didn't know three years ago. And we're going to be all the better because of it.
2: Absolutely. Um, we've, got, we've got a great opportunity there. But, hey, everyone listening to this podcast right now has an equal opportunity on a piece of property Somewhere out there. Even if it's, it's not have, new. Yeah. Here's
1: the thing. The law of diminishing returns applies every single day. What you don't do today, you've missed the opportunity to do once it reaches tomorrow.
2: Absolutely. Make it's,
1: your property better today. Is that
2: a t-shirt? That, that would be a great t-shirt. Make your property better today.
1: No charge, guys. Whoever wants to use that.
2: You put one of them smiley faces on it?
1: I could. Now my phone's ringing. Hmm. Until next time, hook 'em or hunt 'em. Pro Talk Outdoors.
2: Later, guys. <laughs>